You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Friday afternoon. So let's turn to our first guest and topic of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we're talking about our liver. And if you're wondering why, it's because a study released earlier this month done by the Chinese University of Hong Kong found that the coronavirus is linked to liver damage cases. But just how prevalent is this and how can we better look after our liver? To tell us more, we're joined by one of the researchers of the study, Professor Grace Wong Lai Hong from the Division of Gastroenterology and Hepatology from the Department of Medicine and Therapeutics at the Chinese University of Hong Kong. Welcome on the program, Professor Wong. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Oh, my great pleasure. Thanks for inviting. We are also uh, streaming this interview onto the Facebook page as well. So do join us there, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3, and you'll be able to uh, see and listen to uh, Professor Wong there. And perhaps if you have any questions, uh, feel free to, to join us and, and we'll try our best to get to those. So maybe if you can give us an overview of uh, what you found in your study. Okay, great. Uh, so uh, we, our team study like uh, the early cohort of uh, COVID-19 patients in Hong Kong. We collected the data from uh, like the first 1,040 COVID-19 patients from late January to the 1st of May. And we studied their uh, clinical condition and any uh, like uh, the chances of liver injury. And then we find that uh, in fact, 22 2.5% of these patients will suffer from liver injury, which was defined by increase in their liver enzyme for at least two times of the normal limit. And not just that, we find that liver injuries is also linked to their bad outcome. For example, they may have higher chance to lie uh, admitted to ICU, need a mechanical ventilation, or even pass away. So we believe that liver injury has an important role in COVID-19 patients. Yeah, when you mention liver injury and it's measured by the proteins, those enzymes, what sorts of enzymes are you talking about and how will this uh, injury manifest itself? Will it become something more serious? Right. Uh, in fact, we define liver injury by the elevation of the transaminase, uh, which is uh, generally referred to liver enzymes, which in fact is reflecting whether the liver is injury or having uh, inflammation. So we uh, uh, kind of describe this kind of uh, liver problem as a hepatitis or hepatitic pattern. But in fact, at the same time, we also measure other liver enzymes, which may reflect some other functions of the liver, like uh, the uh, alkaline phosphatase or bilirubin, which is a um, more referred to the cholestatic uh, pattern, which means that the bowel, uh, the bowel inside the liver is uh, kind of uh, have some stasis inside. Okay, what might be the cause of this then? Mm, right. Uh, we believe it's uh, multifactorial conditions that there would be some factors related to the COVID-19 itself and also some other factors not directly related to the COVID-19. If we focus uh, on COVID-19, we believe that uh, when the patients got the, uh, got the uh, viral infections, they have very active uh, systemic inflammations that which also can lead to inflammation inside the liver. At the same time, the patients may receive different kind of drugs. Uh, some drugs are, uh, are targeting the, uh, the uh, coronavirus. Some would be uh, uh, treating other problems like antibiotics, uh, antiviral, antifungals. All these drugs may also lead to like if an injury. And some other researchers also try to look whether the uh, coronavirus will have direct injury to the liver cells uh, because uh, from the liver cell we can find a receptor called the ACE2 receptor which has very high infinity to do the coronavirus. But I have to say at this moment there's no very strong data showing that uh, the major 
cause is uh, lead to direct injury of the um, virus. It's mainly the systemic inflammatory response. Okay, we've also seen COVID-19 being sort of implicated in other organ diseases, um, such as high instances of cardiovascular diseases, uh, even stroke. Um, is this a sort of similar underlying mechanism that inflammation is causing damage to, to the liver? Is it the same sort of mechanism? Yeah, I think it's kind of related because when the uh, body has a lot of inflammation going on, that can also affect like the vessels of the heart as well as the vessel in the brain that will increase the chance of getting the vessels blocked. So that's why they have high chance of having heart attack or uh, like the stroke as well. In fact, the heart function, some studies find that their heart muscle is not uh, working as well. So that may lead to like heart failure symptoms. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, just now uh, of liver injury and, and you mentioned hepatitis. What sort of other sort of uh, diseases can, can this uh, affect? Mm, right. Uh, in fact, uh, when we refer to hepatitis, that can be uh, like um, lead by different causes. Like in Hong Kong, the common causes can be uh, like a viral hepatitis, like uh, hepatitis B, hepatitis or something. Yes, yes, definitely. Seafood would be hepatitis A, hepatitis E. All these viruses can also lead to inflammation of the liver. And also some um, other common disease would be fatty liver, which in fact is very common in adults, which uh, the preference is around 25% in Hong Kong. So all these can link together and increase the uh, risk of having liver injury. Yeah, the, another liver injury is sort of a cholostatus. Can you explain a little bit more about that? And, and can this also uh, affect that and, and make us uh, get it as well? Oh, yeah. Uh, cholestasis uh, can be divided to two major types. Is some problem inside the liver or outside the liver. Outside the liver usually referring to the bowel duct. Uh, like something blocking the bowel duct. Most commonly would be some stone, like gallstone or sometimes tumor. But inside the liver, some other conditions like, uh, again, uh, infections can also lead the bowels cannot uh, flow freely uh, in the liver. So all this can lead to cholestasis. But uh, at this moment, uh, cholestasis uh, may not increase the risk of getting uh, COVID-19. But some of our patients also, after they get the COVID-19, they also have this kind of pattern that like the uh, alkaline uh, phosphate as well as uh, bilirubin has been uh, like elevated. All this is also called cholestatic pattern. Yeah, you mentioned just now um, Billy Rubin, and uh, I remember that uh, when my uh, little daughter was born, she she had jaundice and she had uh, elevated of of eva- elevated levels of Billy Rubin, and it's dangerous in babies. Is it also dangerous uh, in adults as well? And what does it mean to have elevated levels of Billy Rubin? Oh, yeah, in fact, it, first, it's uh, quite common in, in our COVID-19 patients. In fact, we find that it can be as common as like 40 to 50% of our patients. Oh, wow. But it also, yeah, it's quite common. But it also depends on uh, what is the uh, underlying cause. We find that uh, sometimes it's not really directly related to the liver, but it's related to the rapid cells. Because we know that when we manage our COVID-19 patient, we will give uh, different drugs. One drug is called Vibrarine. It's um, an antiviral drug has been used to treat SARS uh, 70 years ago. In fact, this uh, ribavirin is well known to lead to uh, hemolysis, which means that the rapid cell will uh, dissolve inside our blood. This also can lead to increase in uh, bilirubin. Uh, luckily, in our patients, most of the time, their uh, level of elevated bilirubin is not very high. Usually, it's around two times or three times of normal. And to most of the adults, it may not cause a lot of brick problems. But uh, on the other hand, if there's also, also other contributing factors, like what I described just now, if the patient also have like uh, some 
some gallstones are blocking the bowel duct, then that may be also another issue we need to attend uh, very uh, urgently. Yeah, well, that's so interesting because, you know, some patients, some COVID-19 patients may have some sort of pre-existing liver conditions. They, they might have yes. hepatitis or, or they may be right. carriers of, of hepatitis C. Um, so right. what does it mean for them? Right, yeah. In fact, uh, that may uh, kind of also complicate the picture of liver injury more because when uh, we attend a patient with COVID-19 but also pre-existing uh, liver problems like uh, hepatitis B or hepatitis C, we need to uh, spend some time to differentiate whether the liver injury is related to COVID-19 or related to the underlying like hepatitis. And we also need to pay attention to the drugs that the patient are taking because sometimes they may be taking some antiviral treatment for the hepatitis like like hepatitis B, now there are some oral drugs, also hepatitis C. Some of these drugs may interact with the COVID-19 uh, uh, treatment. For example, like the protease inhibitor, we always heard about, that also have some drug-drug uh, uh, interaction with the antiviral drugs for hepatitis B and C. And also, if uh, the patient having like fatty liver, they also, many of the time, they will have like diabetes. And we also know that diabetes is also one of the risk factors that a COVID-19 patient may have a bad outcome. So all these factors need to put into consideration when we manage our patients. Yeah, it sounds like we need to start looking after our livers a, a bit better so that we don't have any sort of underlying uh, symptoms or diseases to further complicate the treatment and, and therefore the outcome yeah. and the effects of our liver. So how can we uh, look after our liver more? Uh, we know that alcohol is is you know being um it's often affects our liver health um should we stop drinking or drink less Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. We will uh, advise to really try to cut down the drinking. If uh, some people are already uh, regular drinkers, we want to limit the drinking level to like two units per day. So, for example, one standard glass of wine is around 1.5 units. So, which means every day is just like one or at most one and a half glass of wine. We want to limit the, the amount of alcohol intake every day to a safe level. At the same time, I think a healthy lifestyle is also important because they have been a lot of data showing that if our diet is uh, very uh, like a lot of uh, sugary drinks, a lot of uh, high uh, carbohydrates or also high fat diet, we also increase the risk of fat liver. And also we advise the patient to not to sleep too late because many studies find that if the patients, uh, if a, a person sleep uh, beyond like uh, 11 uh, p.m. at night, in fact, the risk of having fat liver will also be increased. Yeah, of course. Sleep is really important. In, in Chinese, they always say, gone for you know it's yeah definitely <laughs> so if you sleep late it will increase and it will make your liver a bit weaker what about in terms yes. of age group i mean are, are, are younger people less at risk what about older people are they more at risk because they've lived longer so they've incurred more um, um, damage to their liver perhaps yeah yeah definitely and in fact age is always and very uh, very important factors in liver diseases because first uh, if you talk about viral hepatitis young people are mostly immunized they got the vaccines when they were born so they have much lower risk of getting hepatitis b but for like uh like people in hong kong for example born uh uh, later than uh, year uh, uh, 1988, um, uh, uh, before 1998, they were not immunized. They may not have the vaccination, so they have high chance of get, having hepatitis B. In fact, the preference rate... I was rate not vaccinated then. 
Oh, oh yeah, uh, possible. Yeah, maybe you can check your antibody yeah. level. Yeah, but I, uh, in those, uh, uh, for those adult groups that, which means born uh, earlier than year 1988, uh, in fact, the prevalence rates of hepatitis B is still relatively high. It's uh, more than 5%, like uh, 6 to 7%. They have high risk of hepatitis B, then liver cirrhosis, or even liver cancer. As well as so, uh, fatty liver is also will increase in terms of prevalence with increasing age. For example, if uh, for men or women beyond age of 50, in in fact, the prevalence rate of fatty liver would be more than 40%. So in fact, age is always an important factor. So if some person, they are like in general uh, older than 50 years old, I would advise uh, to have some very basic checkup to make sure uh, that person is not a carrier of hepatitis B or C, as well as uh, to make a simple blood test, make sure the liver function is normal and also screen for whether the patient has fatty liver because all these are very common liver diseases in Hong Kong. Yeah, finally, um, before I let you go, Professor, Wong. Um, you know, can, can liver damage be sort of reversed? So if you've had um, not such a healthy liver, if, if you, like you said, sleep early and, and drink less and look after your liver better, can our liver functions uh, be back to normal or be, uh, get, uh, get better, improve? Yeah, yeah. In fact, definitely. If the underlying cause is because of fatty liver, in fact, uh, improve your lifestyle by like, uh, improving the dietary habits as well as more exercise, sleep earlier. And uh, more importantly would be some uh, weight loss. We will always advise patients with fatty liver to lose around 5% of their body weight. In fact, many of the time they will have their fatty liver completely gone because uh, they uh-huh. have very good, uh, yeah, good uh, diet control, body weight control. But if the underlying causes are like viral hepatitis, many of the the time they would need some uh, special treatment like some antiviral treatment now uh, we are lucky to have very good drugs very effective very safe if they really need that i think uh, the doctor will prescribe them this drug and uh, uh, the hepatitis can be under well control okay is are there any certain food that we should be avoiding to have a healthier liver we, we often hear that you know with, with cardiovascular diseases we shouldn't have so much fatty food and stuff is that the same for for fatty liver or to improve on our liver health yeah, I, I would say very similar. One uh, particular thing is called uh, glycemic index. So whether the food after you take it, your blood sugar will go up very quickly. So we will advise to uh, cut all those with high glycemic index uh, food like sugary drinks, simple carbohydrates. We should all avoid that. So if you take something with low uh, glycemic index, uh, your blood sugar will increase relatively slowly. In fact, that would be uh, better to our liver. Excellent. Well, Professor Grace Wong, thank you so much for your sharing today and I look forward to having you back on the program uh, next time. And we've been speaking to Professor Grace Wong Lai Hung from the Division of Gastroenterology and Hepatology from the Department of Medicine and Therapeutics at the Chinese University of Hong Kong. Thank you very much indeed for your time today. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.